welcome to Winging It in Motown Radio. Welcome back. I'm your host. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> I'm Jeff. JJ's here. Kyle's here. Graham's here. JJ was just singing, and it's the musical edition of Winging It Motown Radio on Broadway. How's everyone doing? JJ, you can go first, but you have to sing it and tell us. It's the greatest night ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> J- Graham, your turn. Uh, damn it. I was going to do the Golden Girls theme because I had them <laughs> in my head, but I lost it. Thank you for being here. If we had a podcast. <laughs> Kyle. I can feel it. Coming in the air and that I'm doing all right. I don't know. I, I thought you would have gone with Taylor Swift. Well, you uh, no, you I don't. I, I don't. I'm. I don't sing. Oh, okay. So you're just gonna set us up to sing and then make us all look like assholes. Yeah, that's what the host gets to uh, do. I hate make you. you guys look like assholes. <laughs> I don't need your help. Plus, I didn't want to. If I set the bar too high with my singing, then next week when we sing, everyone would be disappointed. Probably. That's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been off to a great start. I don't think we could have started this podcast any better. We are fucked for the next hour, and so are you. Uh, Wings, kind of fucked twice, and then not fucked twice. 2-2-0 two, two and o since we last talked, according to Kyle's little write-up thing I'm looking at. Uh, how did you feel about the week that was? You don't have to sing it this time. That's good. <clears throat> Anyone can jump in. It's an um, I don't know. I didn't really feel for it. Um, I thought the win against uh, New York the last or last night Monday um, was really good. Obviously, anytime you score four goals and you win, that's a good thing. Um, Sabers was was great. Um, the Blues that game sucked, and the D- Ducks game sucked too. So they went two two and zero. Oh. So it was like half suck, half good. <laughs> that's yeah. that's right. half I suck, mean, half good. All right, he, he nailed it. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> the games we lost were bad, and then the games we won bummer. were good. Um, no, because it, it's true. It's not even because we've been winning games, and it's like eh, I don't feel so good about that win. I feel really good about the the Buffalo and the the Islanders win. Um, and I didn't feel too, too awful about the Blues loss. Uh, the Ducks loss was not, it wasn't really as close as that 4-3 to three score, but second night of back-to-back, you got Jimmy Howard starting, whatever. And the Ducks weren't on a back-to-back, yeah. they were supposed to be. Yeah, so, um, and then Monday night against the Islanders, we finally got the reckoning coming, we finally got the the hero that Detroit needs, we finally got... Eric Tangrady in the lineup to uh, to set shit right and to intimidate the Islanders into uh, essentially forfeiting that game to us because they were they were just terrified of Eric Tangrady. Yeah, <laughs> and he really changed a lot with the the things that he does. You but know, then we sent him uh, down, so he's secret yeah. weapon. Oh, well, yeah, because I mean, nobody was murdered in the game. In a hundred percent of the games that the Red Wings have played with Tangrady in the lineup. Nobody has died, so got to keep them <laughs> That's up. Good. That's a good thing. The Islanders didn't murder anybody, you know. He was. It was all his. It was his six minutes of ice time made the difference. That's well, true. he's a, he's an intimidating force. You guys wouldn't understand. I've watched the Bruins, the big intimidating players, can yeah. change the 
change a game, man. Yeah. <laughs> More ways than one. All that goal, all that goal scoring that he's going to bring. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm, I will get into it, but no, the week was good. The St. Louis game was, it was fine. Um, it wasn't a game where you got to the end and went, oh man, they played like garbage. Um, I mean, they played pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they lost. So it was it was one of those. It was it, you know it was one of those. It was a process game, right? Like you kind of go the process the process game. I said it, it's process. That, that's how I you say live it. In so Chicago, that's in America. Process. It's called. Process. I don't. I don't. Do you want me to start process. talking like a Chicago person? Because that's I don't even care. Worse. That's still American. So I'll take that over process <laughs> bullshit. I'm not American. No. Yeah, but you live in America, so conform to our rules or leave. <laughs> wow. This is a very bigoted podcast. All of a sudden, I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> Build a wall. Yeah, I think Boston is. I think Boston has gotten to you. It's made you hateful more so. Was it, was it a rage? <laughs> <nap>? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the process was, uh, and they, it was fine. But I mean, we but we talked about it after that. Whereas you know, it's fine if if you're doing the right thing, but eventually you have to see results. Um, but that Buffalo game, I mean, that was. That's the best game they've played in what a month, two months, easy. Yeah, since they dropped five I mean, of that Coyotes was, in December. Yeah, I mean it was, it was one of those games where they didn't score, but you just it, like it really felt like they were they were going to score, they were going to score, they were going to win, they were playing that good, uh, even though the fear was in the back of our minds that no, they're going to lose to Buffalo, even though they're playing really good. And then uh, Latin Islanders, they play good, play good game. I mean, it's uh, it's I think it's a nice way to go into the break. I mean, the last four games, they played four games in six nights. Mm-hmm. Two and two is, I mean, it's an average record, but they played pretty well in three of those four games. So you know, go into the All Star break, get some rest. I mean, Larkin's the only one going, so everybody else is going to get a rest, and hopefully they don't come out and suck well, the, when they come back. Speaking of rest, Nicholas Cronwall is getting a lot of rest. Because he had his knee scoped. I'm not sure if we talked about this last week. I don't remember what day at all the news came out. But Cronwall, knee scoped out for a while. Drew Miller, pretty much done for the year, barring a miracle comeback, like a Stanley Cup final game. Uh, the Wings brought up Nick Jensen, Eric Tangrady. They waived Yoke Manderson, sent him to Grand Rapids. And then, despite Eric Tangrady's breathtaking performance against the Islanders, him and Jensen are back down in Grand Rapids, and Anderson's back up. So, like, what the hell with the moves and all this roster shit? Where are you guys at? You happy with the, what's going on, or what do you want to see differently? I don't know. Makes I, sense. Like, it makes sense to me. I mean, I know why they moved uh, Tangrady and Jensen back down, and that's so they can play. Um, you know, they're gonna they want to keep those guys. They want to keep those the, the legs fresh. Um, that's the only reason. Like, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so you call Anderson back up, and when the time comes, if you gotta send him back down, then you send him back down. Put him back on waivers. Who cares? It's just it is what it is. Um, yeah, see, that's the part I don't get. Though, it's like they're eight days without a game, and apparently, like they're trying to save as much cap space as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, plus. Anderson is—he's going to be considered on the roster for the next eight days, uh, which is going to—it's—it's it's going to count against the waiver timer. If you know, once he's on the yeah. roster for thirty days, he's going to have to have to get waived again. I don't know why they didn't just keep him down in Grand Rapids for the through the break. Maybe they want to wave him again and hope someone takes him. This time. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they should have called Kindle back up then. 
it's like at a garage sale where you you put your crap out and nobody buys it so then you you slap a, a 50 cent sticker instead of a one dollar sticker and just hope that somebody or then you just throw it in somebody's bag like here this is yours now <laughs> That's, don't give that back. um i don't know i mean i guess it made sense from the standpoint of polkanen being hurt um why not i mean why not bring up somebody else than anderson i mean and we're really, it's not like it was an upgrade, despite what um, the entire internet or Red Wings portion of the internet thinks. Um, Jensen was, I guess it sounded like it was kind of precautionary. I personally would have loved to have seen him play just to see what he could do in, in a game. But, I mean, he's not going to crack the lineup. So, I get sending them back to let them play. But, I don't know. I guess if you're gonna if you're going to do it from the standpoint of somebody's hurt, why wouldn't you just keep Anderson up unless this cap space thing is a total crock of shit, which it probably is. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because that's the thing. It cost them more to have Jensen and Tang Grady up than it did to have Anderson. But, yeah, I think I mean, they're Jensen just ready just, to move on from Anderson. I think so, too, yeah. Jensen came up because, yeah, it was uh, Smith had already missed a morning skate due to soreness. And then he took that big hit in the Ducks game, so they weren't sure if he was going to be ready to go. So, yeah, Colin Jensen up makes sense there. Um, and, yeah, with, with Tang Grady, I think that they specifically planned for the Islanders to be more of a rough-and-tumble team, and they did want to call up the 6-4 guy. Um, I don't know that he's necessarily an upgrade over Anderson, but as far as give me Tang Grady over Anderson if you have to play one or the other just because I just – as a fan, it's just more exciting to watch Tan Grady play than Anderson, just because I've watched Anderson so many damn times. Yeah. I'd watch somebody else not score. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I, I won't deny that. Um, as, circling back to the Cronwell injury, since he's gone, he's the de facto number one on this team. I'm using air quotes you can't see because it's a podcast. He's clearly not a number one defenseman. He might not even be a number two defenseman. He might not even be a number three defenseman the way he's been playing this year. Uh it's weird that, in theory, you would lose a guy that's looked at that or has that definition attached to him. And I, I, I would say none of us were overly concerned or worried. Uh, what is your take on the defense this past week through the four games that they've been without Cronwall? I, don't, I still like pairings. I mean, Erickson has dragged Marchenko down to his level, which maybe only serve to re- make us realize maybe maybe marchenko I, and i don't mean this in a negative way but maybe marchenko isn't quite as good as we thought he is if he can't hang with erickson i don't know if that's something i, guess, I actually I believe think, or not I, I just like i honestly think that erickson is just that bad <laughs> like it, it's it uh, marchenko isn't he's not an all-star defenseman he's not gonna be able to hold up a 230-pound anvil. Like, I, I don't know. I guess... I Who is it? There was a there was a, a small stretch, God, that he... That Erickson played... Was it with DeKaiser? Where it he was. looked... It was, yeah. Pretty decent? He I mean, looked decent, but the numbers didn't say Weren't they that. still getting caved in, though? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, he's got a high hockey IQ, though, so I guess they should keep trotting Erickson out there <laughs> night after night. Yeah, but I think it's I a combination know. where Marchenko, on the pairing with Erickson, uh, has been given a little bit tougher usage than we got used to watching him, and yeah, he's struggling with that. And also, like Kyle said, that's a huge anchor, and Erickson uh, consistently makes his partners worse. It's just not, it, like, I have a legitimately tough time 
finding things that he does well while on the ice. Like he, he's big, uh, he's got a lot, he's got big reach, he's strong, and I don't even see him use that well very often. Like sometimes you'll see him take a guy to the boards, and that's about it. I will tell you this. Um, as far as what Erickson does well, he does PK well. I think that he's very good on the PK. Uh, not as much clearing the puck, but he's actually gotten way better about that. Uh, but as far as keeping people away from dangerous areas of the ice, Erickson, if you get him set in his own zone, does that well. Um, and I've seen him play like against Ty Domi twice, and Ty Domi is amazing. And Erickson, like he and, and like I think Taylor Hall. Erickson just has like a voodoo magic on those guys where it's like you expect him to get terribly embarrassed and he holds up against those guys really well. Um, I don't ex- I don't understand how it happens. I don't want him playing around, you know, just for the, the sake of like he every once in a while there's a magical he gets shut down one skill guy, but there are two mildly good things about his play. He is he is defense loop netting. Yeah. Like that's that's what he is. In very specific situations, from time to time, you can count on him to be okay. But if you try and, and force him into a role that he is, like, as that as a top shutdown player, he's he's not he's not good enough to play that role. Yeah, uh, yeah. Downside is Erickson has Erickson has the ridiculous contract that he's paid like a. I mean, basically, what his contract is now paid like a second pairing guy because I mean, we complain about the contract. First pairing defensemen now make five, six million dollars a year. He's making four and a quarter. It's not a good contract, but it's it could be a lot worse. Whereas well, yeah. Denning is paid like a fourth liner. But yeah. that I mean, For that's now. what I've come to the realization is that it doesn't matter who you play him with. It doesn't matter where you play him. If you give him tougher minutes, he's going to look bad. If you give him easier minutes. He can probably be pretty effective, but you. But it's it's harder to hide Erickson than it is Glenn Denning. Yeah, the way I look at uh, Jonathan Erickson, and this is just how I'm going to put it, is the Red Wings are essentially paying four point some odd million dollars for a burger when they could have a nine hundred thousand dollars steak. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Speaking of steak, though, the greatest steak <laughs> is a filet mignon, mm-hmm. and the filet mignon of the defense has been Brendan Smith. <laughs> Uh, what? Oh my God! Is that? <laughs> that was that's you the worst, worst one yet. Oh, wow. That's the worst one yet. That that was yeah. Other that's than a, that's a medium rare talent you got there, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, see, I, no, that's a good one. That's, <laughs> all right, let's talk. Let's just talk about the other pairs. <laughs> um, you have Smith, and you have Mike Green, and you have Quincy back with the Kaiser. I, I mean, it's it. We've just shit on Erickson constantly the last few minutes. But is there any positives that you're seeing out of those two pairings? Brendan Smith is really turning into what we want him to be. And I think that that is a top pair defenseman, a guy that you would want on your top pair. Um, And I think he should maybe start getting that privilege. Why not? You know, I I could see Brendan Smith becoming what Nicholas Cronwall was when Lidstrom and Rafalski existed, which is a, a a solid three guy. You know, he can play power play. Um, you can put him out there in 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 most situations and be okay. I don't think he's ever going to get over the occasional mistake, but I think part of that is it's just so ingrained in people to look for that one mistake 
that he makes that they don't see all the smaller things that he does well. And he's played well. I mean, you even his most uh, his biggest critics this year are starting to grudgingly accept that he has not been the worst defenseman on the team. And I I know from seeing it in comments from people, that's a hard thing for some of these people to swallow, which is kind of hilarious. But if I mean, if you look at his underlying numbers, they're, they're strong numbers. Um, yeah, the, uh, the early Cromwell comparison is kind of perfect because uh, earlier today on Twitter, Sean um, put up the hero chart of and it's just this real easy visual chart that shows where they stand as far as like a pairing level uh, in a lot of key metrics, uh, time on ice, how many points they put up, how they do in Corsi, stuff like that. Uh, comparing this year's Brendan Smith to Nicholas Cronwall in 2009, and they look about the same. So good job there, Graham. You nailed it. Yeah, I haven't even been on Twitter all day, so that's actually I'm. Hey, <laughs> look, if I'm thinking something that's the same as Bashant, then you know what? I'm going to take that as a win. <laughs> That guy's pretty smart. Yeah, but I think the pairings are still just goofy. Like, Smith and, and Green do well, but they're still, like, basically the same defensemen. I would still rather see uh, Quincy and Green and Smith with the Kaiser um, just as more of a one guy is the stay-at-home net front clearing guy and another guy is the rover on the offensive zone guy. Um, they're basically getting it done, but I think they could be better. And honestly, I think it's a, a real big statement on the state of Detroit's defensive core that we've spent a lot of time this season uh, without Kyle Quincy, and now we're spending time without Nicholas Cronwall. The two of our top four defensemen have been out for a decent stretch of games, and I don't. And we've missed Erickson for a little bit too. And I wouldn't say we missed him. I mean, it, it, that's the thing with all three of them. It's the defense hasn't looked that different. Like I. I never. There were a few times where I thought, I, I, I miss Kyle Quincy, but for the most part, one of those guys drops out, and the defense just kind of keeps playing the same. Mm, yeah. Well, speaking of two guys who aren't playing the same, Peter Mrazek, Jimmy Howard, kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum right now. It's clear cut. Mrazek's the number one goaltender. There's no question about that anymore. There's no longer a one A and a one B. Uh, is Peter Mrazek a Vesna candidate, or should he be if he keeps this up the rest of the way? Um, I think definitely he should get a look. Because um, outside of Braden Holpe, who has been clear, probably cut number one, going to win it for sure. Um, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. If anybody else has anybody, go ahead. Crawford's going to get a look Oh, yeah, this Crawford year. will be up Crawford's, there. So. Crawford's think, playing really well this year. I think between the three, that would be a, a really good top three. The only thing about uh, Mrazic's case is that um, the 1A, 1B thing really kind of threw it off. Um, you know, when he was, him and Howard were going, like, basically start for start and... Uh, yeah, I mean, which was fine at the time because Howard was performing well and he wasn't, you know, laying an egg or, you know, whatever. The team wasn't playing like complete crap in front of him. Um, but, you know, <laughs> lately it's been the Peter Mrazek show and it hasn't really been close and it doesn't look like that's going to change unless Peter Mrazek, knock on wood, um, you know, it slips up or, you know, has a has an injury or something like that. So, I mean, right now, just looking at basic stats, he's... He's fifth in goals against as, at the time of recording, 2.03, and he's second in save percentage at 9.32. So, I mean, he's up there. Yeah, he's certainly a very special player. Yeah, it's just that he's got 
33 games played. Holtby's played 38. Crawford's played 42. So it's, yeah, it's the fact that he uh, got so far behind from the uh, the early 1A1B rotation that it's he's either going to have to beat the field by a lot or he's going to have, or the Red Wings are going to have to give up a shitload of more shots for the last 31 games of the season um, with him keeping this level on. Yeah. Now, of course, we're, I am just asking if he, he's going to be nominated and not going to win it. So, I mean, like, I could, I don't, I don't know if that the game's played. If he ends up what f- ten behind them, is that really that big of a deal at the end of the year? The I don't keep him from winning not. it, but it probably won't keep him out of the top five. I mean, I don't think he's going to win it anyway. I think it's going to end up being Holtby's trophy for the year. Yeah, I mean, unless for sure. he shits the bed completely. But I'm just talking it's like a nomination. Holtby or Crawford get the recognition. I think it is too. I mean, the argument for Crawford is the team in front of him. Although I guess you could make the same argument for yeah, Holtby's for Holtby. team is um, stacked. They're, they're both they're both excellent. Crawford's got seven shutouts already this year. I mean, that's it's decent. I don't know. I think it's I, right now. It's the two of them, and don't forget Luongo. Um, yeah, yeah. That's he's true. he's gonna get you know, and he'll get some sentimental um, a sentimental look, right? He's 38, yeah. kind of rejuvenating his career after all the shit that went down in Vancouver. I could see him getting a, a, the, that third nomination um, just as a, hey, you know, great season kind of thing. So, uh, you know, but, you know, Mrazek's taking it and he's running with it. I mean, he's he's showing no signs of slowing down. And Howard, I don't know, it's – you want him to be better. That Anaheim game, it's – I feel bad for him after the Anaheim game because he, he didn't play poorly. And but – he didn't, four goals. Well. he didn't play well. I mean, the, what the f- he just played. I'm trying to think, the fourth goal. I think the fourth goal was probably one that I would. Yeah, the, the game-winning goal kind of a is the one goal. that is the worst one that he gave up. And, and uh, one of our commenters brought it up that it was basically the same that that Ryan Kessler goal where he busted it on the right side. It was to the interior of the right side. It wasn't like the right wing side. It was the the right slot. And he snapped the the shot. Um, like right over the pad and under the blocker. Uh, it was a really good shot, but yeah, it's one that you'd, you'd like to see saved. And then the Grabowski goal against the Islanders um, on Morazic was basically the same goal. But mm-hmm. we're all talking essentially like, well, I'd like to see Jimmy have that, where Morazic is like, well, you know, there's you just can't stop that. And it's it's kind of true both ways. But <laughs> Eric, I, do Erickson, Erickson shouldn't have let him have a breakaway. <laughs> like, yeah. it's all Erickson's fault that he got a break. Away. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's you, you kind of look at it. I saw a picture. I saw it on Twitter the other day, and somebody. It was from. I don't remember if it was uh, one of the one of the. It wasn't a Red Wing fan, and it the the question was basically, what is the Red Wings defense doing? And on all four goals scored hard, there was the the shooter had a very clear shot with a defenseman in the picture within a stick length, not facing the shooter. And so it was like, what is the defense doing to assist him? But you yeah, know. that's the real tough thing is like because the defense honestly has played like garbage in front of Jimmy Howard, and so it's not Jimmy Howard's fault. He could have stolen the game against the Ducks for us. I think. I think that if he stands on his head and has his Jimmy balls out for a game, uh, we beat Anaheim. But it's a game we don't deserve to win against Anaheim. But He's the backup now, and you don't ask the backup to steal games for you, regardless of what the hell his cap hit is. Jimmy Howard's the backup. It's not the onto the team to say, well, 
he gets paid this much, so we got to play better for him. No, I mean, they should play better, but you, you just don't expect Jimmy Howard to steal games. It'd be nice if he did. Uh, hopefully he can get another win this season, but I just don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know. Razik for the rest, for the rest of the way, until he breaks. <laughs> Let's see. How many more back-to-backs do the Red Wings have? Not many. Not as many as they had at the beginning of the year, so that's good. They have three in February. Well. <laughs> then they have two, <laughs> two, in, two in March and two in April. Okay, so that's not terrible. So, yeah, there's there's seven more games that Jimmy Howard will play out of 31. There's 24 more starts from Razik. I don't know. I don't, I, know, I don't know, man. Depends well, on so how the standings that's play a, out. That's actually a pretty typical split, right? I mean. Yeah, I think it makes total sense. Until we're desperate for, for points late in the yeah, year and Razik's got to play both. We, so we will be at some point. You know, Howard. 57 Howard, total games from Razik, yeah. Howard saved enough points earlier this year when the team played like shit, so I'm comfortable with him uh, being the backup now. So whatever. Yeah, and that's not a like Corey Crawford played in 57 games last year for Chicago. So if Mrazek plays 24 more, that's where he'll be. I think that's a a perfect workload split. And then yeah, I mean give him give him more if he's particularly because I think there was a really good chance he probably should have started against Anaheim after shutting Buffalo out. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, just give him the, give him as many starts as you want, and then every time Jimmy Howard plays, I'm just gonna turn Twitter off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably a good idea. I'm just gonna stick it out and watch the world burn. <laughs> it'll 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 work, I guess. <laughs> I'm I'm struggling to come up with a segue. I've been just, just sitting here listening to you guys trying to like find a word to get us to the next topic but what's your favorite it? chicken dish <laughs> uh chicken alfredo now i'm thinking of that uh dylan larkin is an all-star he, the next time we see him we'll play it saturday i believe right no sunday's the game saturday's oh, skills, yeah. skills competition uh you can vote for him to be in the breakaway challenge which would be cool because he's good uh you guys can watch the all-star game just for yep. larkin uh, for I'll larkin watch. and john scott yeah yeah i'll watch Oh, I'll have it on more, his background noise. Are you more excited for the All-Star game because Dylan Larkin is in it? I'm excited no, for it. It's always, a, it's always a wing in it, so... Yeah, it's but not it's, it's not like... It was last year. Yep. Yeah, that's true. But it's not like someone we don't really care about or someone we've seen playing an All-Star game. It's the, the phenomenal one, Dylan Larkin. It's just the it's the whole narrative of it. Like the Michigan boy, rookie, 19 years old. He's the only rookie going, right? Um, I think I'm, so. Yeah, no, no other, there's... Who else went? Uh, isn't it that defenseman? Who? <laughs> I don't Screen know. content. I should know. Okay. Anyways, he's the only one going as far as I know. Um, and uh, it's just a really cool story. So, you know, you, the Red Wings posted that thing today. Um, it, it You know, that, that video of, uh, you know, it's more than just a story or what it was, which is really awesome. Um, so... Very, I don't know, man. It's my home rink. It's my home rink too. So our home. Rink. Yeah, I am more excited about Larkin going than I would be about any other Red Wing because I think that like the the nineteen year old kid, he will have an appreciation for the All Star Game. Yeah. That uh, perhaps Pavel Datsuk or Henrik Zetterberg or or just about anybody else wouldn't really have. Right. Like he gets to go like as a kid, childhood dream, playing against a lot of people who he's probably looked up to a lot as he's grown up he'll be exciting um and excited so i think that'll be great yeah and he probably wasn't gonna go on vacation anyways right 
gonna go home and see yeah. mom probably. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, he's gonna drive the thirty minutes home. He's going to the ultra game like with his mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, he he would have gone home. For, well, someone's got to like buy week. him beer. He would have gone home for the week like we all went home from from like university. From what? Yeah. Or college for the week and like you hang out with like your friends and like, oh yeah, I'm back from college and Oh man, we will always make fun of Graham for his Canadianness. Because right. I said university. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, John Gibson is the other rookie. Is he Who the hell rookie? is John Gibson? Is he Did he play like four he played twenty three games last year? Old. I don't know. He is technically he a rookie. Too, that's why I don't care. He doesn't count. He's not exciting. Yeah, he's a nobody. He's a He's a dick weed. Fat guy. A dick knob. He's a knob. He's a knob. Probably masturbates on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> he probably masturbates in the car and crashes it on the I-75. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite news story of, I think, all time. It's pretty good. God. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Graham, I'm glad that you're okay, though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, just yeah, queue I mean, it up in the car. You queue it up in the car, then you wait till you get home to take care right. of business. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't wait. <laughs> sometimes it's, you get home. Sometimes to the scene too quick, and like, ah, oh, crap, whatever. You get back to your complex, and somebody's stolen your parking spot, so you <laughs> put screws behind his tires, and then you jerk off on the door handle. Can you segue us out of this one, Jeff? <laughs> JJ, I have no way. To get us this, like, I, I got no segue to get us out of this. Uh, so just, just answer, give us the reader questions. We're just going in the mailbag. No prospects report. We'll, we'll get to that later this week during the All Star break. But just, just give us the reader questions. All right, you got it. Um, the very first question is about watching the All Star game now that John Scott's back in it, which we just answered. But um, Master Moj says, "Do we buy this? Was the plan all along? Because that's." What Gary Bettman said, like, we had never intended for John Scott to not be in the All-Star game. It was our plan all along that he was going to be there. Uh, does anybody buy that shit? Uh, no. Not really. No. Yeah. No, no they, you do they, they, they got, no, got caught with the egg on their face and they backtracked. I mean, it was Bob McKenzie that first, like, tweeted out, like, oh, collusion between Montreal and Arizona and the league and whatnot, right? My, yeah. My, my thinking I is believe that- him. My thinking is that somebody from the NHLPA said, look, here's the deal. We'll file an actual grievance. Just let him play in the fucking game. And the NHL was like, why Like, why are they going to fight over that? It's an exhibition game. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's not worth going to war over John Scott. No. Uh, Lancerman wants to, uh, we already tried to do this, but uh, I want to see if we've got anything more. Can you name five things Jonathan Erickson does well on the ice? He just, he, he just. He just stands there and looks good. Like he looks like he could be a model. Yeah, he is a good-looking guy. He's visually appealing. Oh, yeah, great hair. Ladies like him. Yeah, great hair. Yeah. You know, he's really yeah. tall, so you can see him. Yeah, to make you, can see, you can so see over great. others. Yeah, he's got a yeah, nice he's smile. Pick out of the crowd. His, his his equipment usually matches. That's a good sign, right? His laces never come untied. Yeah, his helmet looks like he wears his helmet properly. He like crawl. He's got his visor covering his you know the crown of his head. So. He almost never hits his teammates with the puck. Yeah, he just hits the other guys with the puck. Yeah, except right on their sticks. He's yeah. he's generous. He's a generous uh, hockey player. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good answers from the the readers in this mailbag, which just made it. It's just a real big mess in here to to read through <laughs> the actual questions. But I appreciate you all trying to help us out. Uh, follow up: Do you feel Blasha was honestly defending his play in the post game interview from the Islanders game? 
or is that just the typical line coaches give reporting? Basically, he says he played well against top competition. Uh, does Blasio believe that, or is he just uh, blowing smoke up our asses? Uh, blowing smoke. Okay. Well, he's not going to say that to the media. Yeah, he's not going yeah. yeah. to. He is not he's going to turn media loosely like that. No. Yeah, <laughs> I think that uh, that Jeff Blashill does probably have more faith in Erickson than we do, just because he keeps playing him in those situations. So, but yeah. plus, yeah, I don't think there's a way that he can see. What Jonathan Erickson's decision to pinch in the neutral zone as the last guy back with a 3-1 lead and say, oh yeah, I thought he did fine. Because that's a dumbass move. And every coach in the league knows that's a dumbass move. Uh, let's see. He knows he can say that to the diggers and they're just going to be like, yeah, everyone shut up. Blashell said he played well. And then just start defending him and whatever. So it doesn't matter. That's Nothing true. to see here. Move along. Uh, James Weiss says the trade deadline is coming up. Do you guys have any new ideas, thoughts, impulses after the last few weeks of hockey? Since no, just, just bring up Eric Tangrady. Yeah, I I got to admit, though, I appreciate the question with the new. So oh, we don't have to keep going into the same things we've talked about for the last couple of weeks. So thank you, James, for that. In terms for of like Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, that'll that'll work. Um, no, yeah, the other, the only new one that really makes any sense is the uh, Sammy Vatnin one. That's about it. Yeah, that one. I'm, I'm. That's kind of a new name that's popped up. I that would be a new. Uh, he's, I think he's top of my list now for what I'd like to see the Wings go after. Yeah, it, was it last week or the week before that that I said I'd braid my own nutsack to get him. Oh yeah, that was last week. Okay, so we have talked about it. Just Graham wasn't. Then, that's right. I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> But essentially what we've been mixing around is Nyquist and then, you know, essentially something like a Nyquist for Vatnin. Obviously, there's probably other pieces involved, but <clears throat> that would be something that we would all, we have all agreed on for the most part. I mean, I never officially agreed, but I don't necessarily disagree. I, I don't know what you want to, me to say. Wait a minute. Oh, that's good to have a, a different voice, Jeff. I I'm a team player. Well. We're not entirely in lockstep. We we don't agree on everything. Sometimes yeah. we uh, we fight amongst ourselves. I like Nyquist. I like him too, but I also I, I, don't like I don't like our defense right now. So yeah, I trade him in a heartbeat. Uh, what's next for Polkinen? What needs to happen to get uh, him back in the lineup? Are they fine with him in the Kindle Cabana, or could he be a trade piece? Well, Wings fan in Leafland. Probably score some goals. He's hurt or banged up. Yeah, so, so get healthy. Got healthy yep. would be get him in the lineup. But uh, um, yeah. probably start making those uh, um, make some adjustments on the power play. Getting him into his uh, get like just get him in the right spot on the power play, not on his strong side, like on his off wing, like how Ovechkin does it. Like yeah, just the get him there. Seriously, just like strap him down there. Say, don't fucking move. Just stick your stick up in the air. When the puck comes by, you just move and you just smack it. Just do that. Eric Parnas wrote a, an interesting article that I'll have. He did. It was very good. Jeff put in quick hits um, in regards to players on the power play on their off wing versus their strong side and uh, looked at like 200,000 shots on the power play uh, since the. The lost season and yes players who are playing on the power play on their off wing which would be uh and playing on the left side of the ice uh have a higher chance of scoring goals than if they're playing on their strong side and it's for obvious reasons it's way easier to get good shots off when the f- way you're facing is the front of the net and yep. the inside of the ice one time's the angle the angle 
angle change and everything about it is it's it's better look at messier messier probably was the the most famous not necessarily in the power play but him coming down on his off wing and you know taking that shot uh and really kind of because you you give yourself more of the net to shoot at from that angle mm-hmm. so uh Polkanen could be a trade i mean look i i wouldn't shed any tears if Polkanen was traded to get a defenseman but i don't, I don't think, think he has enough trade think he's got enough value to, uh, to he'd have to go with a more established player yep um to for the for the because value just isn't there yet. He's got AHL value, not NHL value. Yeah, that's the thing is, and you hear from a lot of our commenters who have criticisms of him is that he is a smallish guy who has been hurt so far twice this season, and essentially all he's known for is having a booming shot and not much else. And I mean, if you watch him and you see there are other parts to his game, but for the most part, other NHL GMs are seeing the same thing that he's a smallish guy who's just got a booming slap shot and doesn't seem to have a whole lot else so what is the objective truth doesn't really matter right now it's that his trade value just isn't that high mm-hmm. um Arshizel has a good angle on this uh, are you glad Morazic didn't make the all-star game and uh, simply for contractual negotiations because he's going to get paid sure yeah i mean look you know if you take if, if it's pretty obvious he's the number one goalie so he's going to get his money but you know i mean agents agents will all-star game appearances now they don't matter really in the grand scheme of, of establishing a guy's career but an agent's not gonna let that go he's gonna be like hey he went to the all-star game he's an all-star yeah so i like that uh, i like the question i think uh, i like him getting the rest honestly i know he's a young guy but i think it serves most of the team well to get away from hockey for a week and just go on vacation have fun get loaded do whatever yeah have a damn blast yeah. Uh, Indiewing97 wants to know what we uh, what we see in Nick Jensen because you know we we talk about how how badly we want to see him in the lineup and for somebody who doesn't watch the Griffins a lot uh, he's a 25 year old guy whose stats aren't very impressive if you are perhaps a non Red Wings fan blogging about the Red Wings. Well, the same thing goes for Marchenko. Uh, the the biggest thing about Jensen is that he's an elusive skater. He's fleet footed. Um, he's got a, I mean, it's not like he has a booming shot, but you know, he's just, he's a hot, he's a good hockey player. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's 25. I don't think he has a future with the team, unfortunately, but, uh, it would be nice to get a look at what, what these friggin' kids are like at the NHL level outside of exhibition. Like, you know, I mean, we've seen Sproul, what, one game and it was a dumpster game. Because yeah. the Blues were just banged up and they sucked, and we were just trying to <clears throat> preserve. We were just giving guys, you know, the old guy day off. Um, yeah, so we don't know what they're going to look like. Jensen could certainly step into the NHL and get annihilated, but yeah, I mean, I think that he has a good skill set with his skating that could be a very serviceable, ser- sorry, serviceable like third pair. I'm not saying the guy is a top pair guy. Not a chance. Yeah, and that's the thing. I saw him like I saw him a lot in preseason because he played more preseason games than any other defenseman. And I've seen a few Griffins games, and he looks like he's NHL ready. I mean, I know he's 25 years old, so of course he looks like a veteran in the in the AHL. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I don't see why we wouldn't give him a look with how meh our defense is. 
other than the fact that you just know that the people that we want Jeff Blashill to sit are not going to sit. So it's the same cop between a rock and a hard place shit. It always is. Right. Uh, T and Kicker Death wants to uh, wants to know about the trade deadline in terms of the rest of the Atlantic. Like, who are we afraid of in the Atlantic? making a move and kind of like really solidifying and being able to, to take the, the reins in a division that's that's kind of wild right now. Tampa. Tampa, because they got Truan, right? They, they got, got Truan. They still got that trigger to pull. So, uh, And you never know what's going to happen with Stamkos. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. until he's signed, the, the threat of trading him is uh, there. always there. But Drewan, Drewan, Drewan should net them something that will help them now, and they're playing better without him in the lineup. So honestly, anything they get to just, just make them better. Um, I, I want to say Montreal, but they're in they're in Boston gets a defenseman. Right yeah, but I mean Boston could get. I, honestly, I'm afraid of Florida getting better because they're already ahead and um, and they're they're playing better now that Ekblad's back. Um, I know their numbers don't look great, but I mean they're riding some good goaltending and. They could pull off a trade to uh, to kind of make them a better. The division's winnable for any team that's within five six points of the lead right now. So, I think Montreal has bigger problems than just getting Carey Price back. Yeah, they're they're fucked. Yeah, they're behind Carolina as of the recording. This, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Montreal is closer to the basement of the Atlantic right now than they are to the top. They are nine points up on the basement, which is currently uh, Toronto, and they're 11 points back of uh, Florida, which is amazing considering how hot they were coming out of the gate. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm worried about them, but the, the Tampa answer is right on because they're a team that is already starting to find their game, and they're a team that has a true piece that they are currently not using that gets them more than a questionable rental. Yeah. So... Uh, Beer League Arbitration wants to go over a few different helm scenarios, like if he gets an extension, what kind of extension he gets. If he gets traded, what do we get for him? And if he hits UFA, where does he go and what does he get there? Um, I think that he's not going to get traded. I think that they will probably try and make it. They might try and sign him again. I I have a feeling they will. Um, But if he goes to any other team, I think he's going home. He's going to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. That'd be my guess, yeah. Yeah, I like that answer. That's a good answer. If he does sign, I don't see him getting some sort of like like advocator type deal. I see him getting like three, four years, three, three and a half million a year if he signs in Detroit. I wouldn't be happy with that, but I yeah, wouldn't either. See, I wouldn't I like that deal, but that's what I think he gets. I think I that his market value is around three to three and a half million dollars. It's just he is currently occupying a position that I don't think the Red Wings are in a case where they should be spending market value there because they have other inefficient they have other inefficient contracts that they need to make up for those by uh, by saving money and, and going a little bit younger. Right. So if he does get traded, I think he's part of a package for a defenseman. Um, yep. But yeah, it makes sense. He's probably not the key feature of it. Uh, let's see. That's not a question. Uh, Beer League Arbitration again wants to know what are the best hockey bars in Metro Detroit. Kyle, do you have any input on this? Because I have no clue. I don't live nope. in Metro Detroit. There really aren't any hockey bars aside from like uh, Cicerelli's and uh, I don't know if you can even count Chelly's, but maybe Chelly's. Uh, obviously, you could say Hockey Town Cafe, which is uh, the easy one to go with. Um other than that, I always say that if you can find a decent hole-in-the-wall bar 
that has a somewhat older crowd um, that has been there for a while through the 96, the 97, the 98, and all that stuff, um, that's probably a great bar to watch hockey at um, if they're winning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I say I always when I when I go downtown, I always go to Greek Town. I don't really worry about I don't really worry about hockey bars. I just worry about places that have booze. Yeah, right on. <laughs> yeah, I've never been at a bar in Detroit during a Red Wings game. I've gone before and after, and it's always been around Greek Town. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much the same for me. Um, Cicerelli's is good. And Hockey Town Cafe is okay. Not bad. Uh, let's see. Three different opinions on the Wings' uh, biggest trade deadline needs from the hockey writers. Uh, one says we need a top-tier top tier defenseman. One says we need power forward. And another says we should just stand pat and have cap space. Uh, I mean, the, the need is defenseman. Yeah, the need is a defenseman. Need, but that's not a trade deadline. That's a that's a team need. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They could make that trade tomorrow if that's what they need then I, I don't know what's this let me ask you a question I'm going to segue a little bit here or go off on a tangent I guess what what is the deal with all of a sudden this fascination with getting some sort of power forward like I I don't know why but that seems to be a thing now where people Red Wing fans want they want Brendan Shanahan that's what they want that type of player and it just it seems like it's become more vocal now of they need a guy with size who could score. I think that's part of the reason why everybody was so jacked up about Tangredi coming up because they saw that he was shooting, you know, 400% in, in Grand Rapids and thought that was going to carry over to the NHL level. It's that because... Could. He just didn't get any shots on goal. No. It's just because people want gritty guys who will hit and who will go to the net. And, I mean, that's what... It's what these people want. They want that stuff. It's like nothing new. And it's just like, yeah, y'all see that we have plenty of those guys. Like, we do. I mean, no, we don't have a guy that's 250 pounds, like, you know, that just lugs around. No, we don't have that. And there's a reason for that. Why? Because those guys are absolutely useless. Um, In general terms, people want, like, everybody wants power forward because, hey, you got a guy that can score great if you got a guy that can score who's big too then even better we've got tomas tatar who can score but if he were five inches taller and 40 pounds heavier oh my god he'd be an unstoppable monster and yeah he would have gone first overall in his draft class and we wouldn't have him because we don't get to draft that high um this mythical power forward shit is basically there's one power forward in the entire nhl his name is alex ovechkin and you can't have him um, yeah. I mean, you can split hairs on a bunch of other guys, but really, like, the prototypical what people think of when they think of power forward is super damn rare. Um, mm-hmm. It would be great to have. Sure, I'd take him, but they're not out there, and they're not out there, out there for trade. The best you're going to get for a power forward type on the trade market right now is Andrew Ladd, and that guy is basically Eric Cole, but not as good, but also younger and healthier, who's going to cost, like, twice as much. So... If you didn't like the Eric Cole trade, you're not going to like the Andrew Ladd trade. And just because so we're being clear, yeah. Yeah, I'm, you're not going to like a potential Andrew Ladd trade. Cause yeah. I, don't think we're gonna trade for I was talking to some of the Jets fans that I know, one of the Jets blogs we're at SB Nation, not one of the ones. Um, they said that they're expecting somewhat what the uh, 
what was the comparable? Vermette. So like a first round pick and a prospect. And if Holland made that trade tomorrow, I would be fucking furious for Andrew Ladd. So, no. Yeah, you're going to get a guy with size who is at best a streaky scorer. And he's just going to drive you nuts. Yeah. So, or he's just going to get hurt in like 10 games. Yeah, probably. I think they've got, I mean, I, you've got Ed Justin Abdelkader. He's, like, I guess, like, one of those types of players that everybody thinks is as, pegged as a power forward. So, I mean, can't you just be happy with that? You got him for the next 65 years, so. Yeah. Andrew Ladd is the type of player you go for when you have your, like, when you have a dynamite top six and you just need a guy to solidify your, your third line. Right, like, when you are the Hawks trading. Chicago hat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, Clear All wants to know why can't our players hit the net and why won't our players shoot? Because uh, if they if they shoot, they'll miss the net. So now they're afraid. So now they stopped. Circle of life. Yeah, that's a perfect answer. That's all. I'm, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Hazivix wants to know with the new Game Center Live. In case you weren't aware, the. Um, NHL.TV is coming out. It's basically replacing everything. The MLB AM deal is starting to show fruits in regards to how uh, how Game Center is going to work, and it's going to be like some new options and shit. But basically, he wants to know if we're going to be able to get around blackout restrictions, uh, the local blackout restrictions. No. No, MLB still has that. Yeah, they have blackouts. That's the only thing sure they changed it. was, like it used to be when games were on like Fox on Saturdays or mm-hmm. Fox Sports 1. Now, they lifted those blackouts. So, because what it used to be was on Saturdays for their games, it, right? They depending on they'd have like three Fox games, but they all played at the same time, and depending on which region you got. So, like if the Tigers were playing the Angels at one o'clock in Detroit on Fox, but the Yankees were also playing the Red Sox, I could watch the Red Sox here, but I can't watch the Tigers on my MLB TV subscription. Now that's lifted. So even though the game's national on Fox you could still watch it. So maybe that changes as far as like NBC stuff. I don't know, but I doubt it because those games, NBC doesn't usually run multiple games at the same time. Right. Exclusive to their network in different regions. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're going to need a massive overhaul of the entire sports broadcasting and perhaps the entire television broadcasting landscape before you get away from local blackouts. I mean, yeah. eventually we're going to get to the point where everything's a la carte and you pick the few channels you want and everybody's watching shit off of an Apple TV and I'm just going to the Nesson app. I'm going to the Fox Sports Detroit app and you're just watching channels that way in like a kind of streaming service. I mean, in 10 years, I think we'll be there. We'll be grandfathers by then. I won't be. The Earth Sorry. will have been blown up by the sun. I hope not. Lerma wants to know... Uh... Do you see somebody else wearing the C between uh, Zetterberg and Larkin? Didn't we give it to Abdelkader? And by yeah, we, I mean the, the writers, other one. the diggers. Didn't we it, give it to him when he signed his contract extension? It probably will be Abdelkader. Uh, yeah. uh, or the, live commenters gave it to him. Said uh, it's captain material. Is there a is there a if Cronwall still around type thing? Are they going to retire at the same time? Uh, like where Lindstrom had it for like. I don't like, think I don't see Cronwall's. Cronwell might go before Z does. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think Jonathan Erickson. What is Zetterberg? What is Zetterberg left? Four years? Four years left on his deal? Twenty twenty, I think. So yeah, yeah, four years. Larkin's twenty three, twenty four. Make him captain. Yeah. If if it's not Brendan Smith, go with Dylan Larkin. Yeah. 
Yeah, if Zetterberg Thanks. plays out his deal, it'll he'll hand it straight to Larkin. If Zetterberg goes on uh, LTIR retirement, then yeah, I think uh, it may get handed off, or it may just They'll they may A's. yeah they may skate with three A's for a few years until Zetterberg finally gets to retire and uh, Larkin gets to ascend. Yeah, uh, the Birdman wants to know: Do uh, you think we'll most likely play Tampa in the first round? And does that scare you, or which team? Which team do you want? in the first round it's so close man I mean the Wings could win the division the Wings could be a wild card I mean you're one bad week away from falling out of the playoffs and you're one good week away from being in first place like that's how close it is I have no fucking clue who they're going to play yeah I don't know Uh, personally I want to play the Metro (laughs) yeah I want to play the Metropolitan Well, I don't want to play the Atlantic I don't want to I've done it enough I'm done with it You'd have to play Washington in the first round. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. Bring it on. I don't care. I would love to take Washington in the first round. Why? <clears throat> huh? <laughs> Why? Oh, just <laughs> give me give me Washington in the first round. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll take Boston just <laughs> so I can watch all the games and get paid. There's there's not a team in the Atlantic that, if we're working under the assumption that the Red Wings are actually going to play well, that scares me to the point where I think the Red Wings have no chance I don't I think, think I'd be, want them play. I don't think I'd want them playing Washington. Washington's a lot deeper than the Wings are, so, and they have a good goalie, and the Red Wings can't score. So you know, it'd be like a four-game sweep of three nothing games or three games. I say give give me uh, Washington because I think that Mrazek has Ovechkin's number. Well, I mean, they'll just let Ovechkin get twenty shots on goal, and then. Nice part is if you do get Washington, you get past them, then you're in the Metro. You get the Metro in the second exactly. round. Exactly. So Why can't anybody at, what, just Islanders, the- Rangers? Yeah, you still have to get there. When's the last time the Red Wings got to the second round? Like, what, four okay, fucking years exactly. ago? Okay, exactly. So let's just not fucking worry about who we're playing in the first round because we're going to lose anyways. That's the question. Okay. We're just answering the question. All right, well, they're going to lose uh, either way, so let's move on to the next question. <laughs> might as well lose this year so then they won't be disappointed next year. <laughs> Every year will be disappointing. Uh, you'll never uh, what player do you want to go on all-star break vacation with? Brennan oh, Smith. God. Tatar. No, Mrazek. No, Tatar. No. You know what? Here's one. Uh, yes. Come back. Come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I've totally got an answer for this. I'd go okay. with Datsuk. I'd go with Datsuk. We're the same age, and I think his, his, <laughs> his, his uh, vacation would probably be at the same speed as mine. I'd be afraid that like, with if I went on vacation with Tatar, I'd be dead after two days. <laughs> Yeah. Give me dad soup. We'll sip. We'll sip good vodka and you know talk philosophy and you know just have a. We'll have a nice time. Riley Shane. That'd probably uh, be fun. He's probably just like he's probably dog sitting for like eighteen dogs over the week or super drunk in a Teletubby costume. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he dog with- sits in the Teletubby costume. That'd be pretty funny. I go with Marchenko because I think he's fucking crazy in real life. Like yeah. I like shotgun and natty lights and like like smearing off showers and stuff and I just think it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, you get a feeling that he gets in his car and there's some like hardcore death metal playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Red Wings twenty six thirteen five uh, has three short unrelated questions. If you could choose one of the All Star captains to be a Red Wings, uh, who would you choose? John oh, Scott, Scott Kane, Yager, and who else? Who's the who was the uh, oh, Ovi? Ovi? That's Ovechkin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Herp and derp. 
Yeah, uh, you know what? Yager. What? Take no. Yager. Hell's wrong with you. Be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you had a Vetchkin on your team, though, you would just lose in the first round anyway, the playoffs, right? Well, then it would be no different, so yeah, whatever. Give me Yager yeah. just for the entertainment value. Oh, Vetchkin has it. Never mind. All right, next. Barking. Yeah. How many penalty minutes do you think will be a master in the alumni game? Zero. Yeah, two two fake ones. Yeah, it's one fake one. Yeah, it's like a, some sort I of. I think there's kind of probably going to be like a, a fake. They get together and drop the gloves, and then they're like they hug it out, and everybody yeah. has a laugh and a smile, and then I fucking throw up. And then beer <laughs> bottles are smashed up fan at the stands, and like that's. I'm how serious. I honestly want there to be like a real line brawl during the alumni game, and I know that that's probably shitty of me, but I don't care. Like if they do some kind of fan service hug it out bullshit, I may honestly boo. <laughs> losers you're all losers you fucking cowards how could you I built my entire fandom on this shit I will burn this city to the ground <laughs> and then the third question uh, how sick are you of questions about potential trades oh my so god that's a good question and they're so just starting it is just starting this is just yeah, I want to I thank you for this question Red Wings 261305. Yeah. Um, although, in fairness, it's like there's a, a lot of people, maybe you don't listen to all of our episodes, or maybe you're new to Wim Radio and you haven't heard basically every week answering a, a lot of the same questions or, you know, saying that, you know, one thing's changed or not. And, and I'm, I'm sorry and I don't want to just blow you off. But yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of repeats and it does get a little tiring. So we'll, we'll try to, to bear with you. But um, honestly, pretty sick of, of the questions. Uh, let's see. With Big E's contract, should I resign myself to the fact that he will be in the lineup until his contract is up? Basically, nobody's going to trade for him. Unless we yeah. uh, break his leg. No you contract know, is not unmovable nowadays, but yes, you should. You should, yeah. I, the only way I think he gets moved is once you maybe have got a year or two left on it. And then, you know, you got a team that's willing to take on maybe a, ca- a floor team or something. Somebody trying to get to the floor that's willing to take that on for one or two years right now. Yeah. No, no, he's he's got you're going to see him till at least 2018. Yeah, the problem with the floor team consideration is that uh, they tend to trade for guys whose cap hit is higher than their salary. And Erickson is at a flat four and a quarter all the way through the end every year. Yeah. Way to go, Ken. Good negotiating. Yeah, plus the limited no-trade clause. So, I don't know. I think that there's a, uh, an outside chance that the degenerative hip issue for Erickson causes him to retire before his contract is up. There would be no recapture, and he's not 35, so that wouldn't stick up on the cap. It would just disappear. I don't know, though. Like, that is a lot of money for him to be walking away from. Um, it, things would have to get pretty bad for him on on the, the health front for that to happen. So, sorry. Although Old Man Hockey has in here, uh, the buyout would be a $1.42 million cap hit every year for eight years if we did it this coming summer. Do it. So, yeah, we'd be freeing up uh, about $2.8 million, but yeah, that's eight years worth of cap hit. Well, they're cap straps, though, so maybe they need to look into it since they you know have $5 million less in cap space than the rest of the league. <laughs> Idiots. Uh, The Redis Wing uh, wants to know, as a follow-up to the Brad Richards has been just okay and just okay probably isn't good enough uh, that I wrote just before he scored a goal, so good job, me. Um, What about the Mike Green signing? Basically the same concept is how 
does he need to do for the rest of this season and for the rest of his contract to uh, for that to be at least a, a B grade? I don't remember the whole question. I'm tired. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'd like to see him put up more points on the power play. I'm not completely dissatisfied with him, though. I mean, it's not like he's coming and been yeah, horrible. The problem, he he didn't play on the power play. He didn't play in the first power play unit anyway. So it's like, give him give him the power play minutes that you signed him to be and stop putting Cronwell out there because he's not doing well. But he's been better defensively than, um, than I think a lot of people thought he was going to be. If that makes any sense, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's a trade-off. It hasn't. It. It. I don't regret the signing. I think he's been good. Um, he hasn't been a six million dollar defenseman, but, but he never was going to be. He was. He wasn't going to live up to the amount that he was getting paid. So well, and part of paying him that much was so you could go shorter on the term, and which is I, which I'd rather do. Fair trade-off, you know. Yep. So yeah, based on the uh, on his point output pace right now, he is. He's on pace to score 32 points by the end of the season. Uh, what grade would that be for you? B? I mean, I... I yes, yeah, I don't know that he's not already on pace for a B. Like, I'm not disappointed by him. I wish there were more, but it's not that I... I mean, what did we expect at the beginning of the year? Like, 40, 45 points from him? With most yeah, of them coming on the power play? I expected more goals. The fact that he's only got two right now is, is a bit low. But again, but, is that his fault, or is that the shitty power play's fault? Or the shitty usage of him? That's kind of cart and horse. He's averaging about two shots a game, which is is good. I mean, he's making good things happen. He, I was actually surprised he's got 19 points already because it's like it just. I don't remember like a ton of him like really driving play, but I know he's been doing it. So I just remember that he, he's been missing the net a lot, which everybody has been. So I'm not singling him out for that. But yeah, I'm not sure that he's he's not already on pace for a B grade. I think that he needs to score more goals. Basically, if the power play improves, Green's improvement will come with it, and that'll lock him up to an A. But he came into and is doing kind of exactly what we expected. He's playing kind of the the softish second pairing duties, and he's he's getting the job done. Um, he's making mistakes defensively, but we expected that. I think that he's playing better than the mistakes that he makes, though. Mm-hmm. First down, Moses. Bring back the glow puck for the All Star game or not? Nah? Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Bring it back for the regular season. I loved it. I mean, I was like seven yeah. years old, but I thought it was great. Glowpuck was amazing. Oh my God, Glowpuck was an abomination. <laughs> so stupid. But whatever. I honestly, that's the problem. I wonder if they bring it back now, how much I would hate it. Because I remember when I was young, thinking that Voltron was the was the best thing ever, and then I watched it again, like after I turned twenty, I'm like this show is fucking garbage. <laughs> that's like most things <laughs> from our childhood. Yeah. Here's a question for D. Gertie. Uh What would you realistically want for Jimmy Howard in a trade? No, I'm kidding. We're not going to answer that. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> Somebody else brought up the hockey writers that was brought up above. Uh, App State, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized Eric Tangradies or one Eric Tangrady-sized duck? I'm, oh, man. I guess 100 duck-sized Tangradies because you could just kick them. That's fine. Yep. Yeah, that's, the, come over. that's the right answer. So yeah. I think I'd rather fight a giant duck. Okay. He'd bite your head off. Yeah. Nah, because they're not, like, that quick. All you gotta do is, like, get to the neck and you're good to go. But, like, a duck-sized Eritane Grady comes up to, like, your shins, and there's a hundred of them? That's fucking rough. Like, even if, like, all of the little Eritane Grady's are just, like, biting at you, that is a bunch. And I don't think you'd be able to kick them all off. I think they'd take you down. Now, do I, I don't have any weapons? No, no weapons. 
Or if you have a weapon, they also have the exact same weapon that is their size. So they could all have, like, tiny pistols. Yeah, but they don't have thumbs and shit, so... I mean, I'm thinking, like, if I... I would have, like, a weed whacker, and there'd be a hundred ducks, and I would just, like, take them out. No, it's a hundred duck-sized Airtane Grady's. Like, they're people. They're just the... He's the size of duck. Oh, my God, this is the worst. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Next this, is the, this is the last question. So I want to <laughs> this is Kyle, the worst question Kyle ever. Hate, Kyle, why do you hate fun? I don't let's, hate let's fun. You, Kyle, why do you hate fun? Why Why are you tired right now? Did you not get enough sleep the other night? Last night? No. I, late? I got I got plenty of sleep. I just school hard. How's work? How you doing? <laughs> work sucks. School's fine. Thanks for asking. How's How's <laughs> How's family life? Ladies, everything is great, friends. Jeff. Uh, how's Butters? Is Butters right. doing well? All right, he's fine. He's asleep. Yeah, there you go. I'll get back to the concept of a hundred guys with tiny (laughs) (laughs) and how much that would hurt. Would it though? Because they're small, so it would just kind of like someone flicking you. Instead of like trying like to weed whack you, they would just hit you with the weed whackers. It's like, like, is is your daughter like ever come up to you and just like keep poking you until you like get annoyed? Like probably just is like that. I can't tell you how much small children are capable of inflicting serious pain on you. Well, yeah. My nephew mm-hmm. punched me in the balls yeah. last week because he thought it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> well, for everyone but me. The give most me, I have, give me I like a giant machete and I will take 100 of those motherfuckers yeah, out. They, uh, they have they, little machetes. Also, I don't care. I will get them first. Yeah, but the, see, I wouldn't do the machete because the machete is like, you, yeah. they, a I bunch of 100 little cuts in your like calf. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, killing it man. You're fucked. A hundred little cuts, like tough it out, you know, like. No, it's a machete though. No, they would they would chop your Achilles out, and then you would yeah. fall down, and like then it a, would a machete over. for a duck-sized Derek Tangrady is probably like the size of a like a, 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 a butcher knife, right? Maybe that's maybe a little too big, but still. No, size of a duck. That's a decent. Is that like, a steak knife? Uh, no, it's, it's steak not knife? even. A steak. No, it's it's probably honestly like a. A Swiss army, like a shitty Swiss Army knife size. Sure, but it's not a Swiss Army. It's the size of a Swiss Army knife, but it's a machete. How so about this? Smartass, right, you run s- directly dude. at the one hundred small, the the one hundred ducks, and you just dive on them and you knock them all. Still you talking them. about this? Wouldn't Fuck. be able to crush a hundred ducks by diving on them. Uh, you dive on like ten of them, and then they'd all climb on top of you and just stab you with their fucking little duck-sized machetes. Fine, let them stab me. Let them take me away from this fucking argument. See, that's why I would fight the the Eric Tangrady-sized duck because yeah, I get a machete I'll... there, and that duck can't pick up a machete. But it I'm probably have thumbs. I, I'm not. I shouldn't say probably. I'm definitely not strong enough to fight a duck the size of Eric Tangrady. So like, and I don't have a but weapon. You get a machete. Yeah, but doesn't he have a machete too? How's a duck going to hit you with a machete? He's got it in his mouth. I don't know, but does he get the you weapon? tape it to the wing? Who cares? Ducks are He stupid. has to have some sort of tangible that can, <laughs> that he can hold over you. So he, like, breathes fire or something. It, it, it no, you to, don't have to give him an extra advantage. No, no, we do. He's no, we a do. giant fucking duck. No, you know what? You gave us one for our 100 tank duck. The rules his are the same. If you get a, his if wings, you get a the machete, feathers on his wings are made size, of, of sized duck also right. gets a machete that's the same size as your machete, except it's a duck that can't handle a machete. Yeah, but his wings are made of machetes. No, you don't get to make his He gets them. You hand him a machete, and he drops it because he's an idiot fucking duck. And you throw some bread at him to distract him and cut off his fucking head. Yeah, I'd probably take the big one. 
I still See, take the small I'm ones. I'm right in my analysis. I still take the small ones. Yeah, well, and that's, that's why you're dead. Same reason you want to face off with the Capitals. You just you get a death wish. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no, I'm just not afraid. Because <laughs> when I come out alive, I'm the warrior, not you. But you no, wouldn't. Gregory Campbell is always the warrior. <laughs> this was this was fun. Was it? <laughs> At the end. I, I, uh, I, I, not Star Wars you- Candy Bar? Not not gonna look ahead because there's nothing going on this week. Who wins the All Star game? I guess. Who cares? Dylan Larkin, John uh, Scott, Central. I okay. think the Atlantic's got a real good chance. I think they got a good defensive core, but uh, the Central is just gonna be too deep. Do you guys have any final hockey related thoughts? No. Nah. I wasn't asking you, Kyle. You just depressed all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I because the duck thing. No, because I just. You're just very sad right now. Someone no, get Kyle a Snickers. Someone, one of our readers needs to mail Kyle a Snickers. Yeah. Get him some shitty red vines. Yeah, red vines are awful. Red vines are fine. Black licorice is gross, though. I am on team team Kyle on that. No, I understand. It is not a taste for everybody. Totally, totally get that. All but, licorice. But Twizzlers garbage. is the way to go. No. Twizzlers yeah. are disgusting. Twizzlers. You're Canadian, so fuck you. Ooh. Do you eat red vines, Graham? No. I don't need any licorice. I don't like it. Okay, that's fine. Because if you prefer red vines over Twizzlers, that's like saying Hydrox is better than Oreos. It's just, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, totally no. wrong. Hydrox. Yeah. Oh, God. What a horrible name for a cookie. <laughs> right? It's like some bleach shit. I know. It's like, what are you, are you eating a cookie or are you rubbing ointment on a rash? <laughs> can it be both? Can we have ointment cookies? <laughs> we can't do both. <laughs> rash ointment cookies. That's... That's the next big thing. The future right. is right. So for JJ and Kyle <laughs> and Graham, this has been Winging at Moton Radio. See you next time, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Wing Thank you it. for listening to us. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so no one told you life was going to be this way. Clap, 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 clap. Your job's a joke, you broke. Love life's DOA. JD, skip the question about. Uh, are we still recording? What the hell's happening here? <laughs> I mean, I said goodbye. <laughs> this is Winging It in Motown bonus coverage. <laughs> God, help these idiots like stupid podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> bonus, bonus coverage. <laughs>